Well, today we're going to go into the Word. Uh, we're going to look at Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 47. It's kind of a longer section of Scripture today. Ezekiel chapter 47, verses 1 through 12. Ezekiel chapter 47, verses 1 through 12. And if you're able to, uh, if you don't mind standing to your feet, just so I know that you're ready today, if you're able... Ezekiel 47, 1 through 12. This is what it says. Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and behold, water was issuing from below the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the temple faced east. The water was flowing down from below the south end of the threshold of the temple, south of the altar. Then he brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around on the outside to the outer gate that faces toward the east. And behold, the water was trickling out on the south side, going on eastward with a measuring line in his hand, the man measuring a thousand cubits, and then led me through the water, and it was ankle deep. And again, he measured a thousand and led me through the water, and it was knee deep. Again he measured a thousand, and he led me through the water, and it was waist deep. Again he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I could not pass through. For the water had risen. It was deep enough to swim in, a river that could not be passed through. And he said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. As I went back, I saw on the bank of the river very many trees on one side and on the other. And he said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah and enters the sea. When the water flows into the sea, the water will become fresh. And wherever the river goes, every living creature that swarms will live. And there will be very many fish. For this water goes there, that the waters of the sea may become fresh. So everything will live where that river goes. Fishermen will stand beside the sea. From Engedi to Engliam, it will be a place for spreading of nets. Its fish will be of very many kinds, like the fish of the great sea. But its swamps and marshes will not become fresh. They are left for the salt. And on the banks, on both sides of a river, there will grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaves will not wither, nor their fruit fail. But they will bear fresh fruit every month because the water for them flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for good and their leaves for healing. Heavenly Father, today we come to you in your word. God, asking that you would just speak to every heart and every mind in this place today. God, I pray, Lord, that you would just speak through me. And God, I pray that our ears and hearts would be open to hear and receive today. Let this be a moment today where we are truly transformed by the power of your word and truth. And God, I pray these things in your name. Amen and amen. Thank you for uh, bearing with me on reading all of that this morning. I don't know how sermonic this is going to be today. I don't have an introduction, three points, and a conclusion for you, but... Uh, What I do have is what I believe a word that God has put on my heart for us as believers today. 
uh, no matter where you are at in your walk of life, I believe and walk of faith, this is going to be important to us. This has been a scripture that has weighed on my heart for some time now, and, I, and God has finally told me to release what he has put on my heart to you all today. And so today, as we, we navigate these waters, if you will, I, I want us to understand that there is a river of God that flows. There is a move of God as a river moves that flows through us and through life that we are to follow and to be guided by. And I want us to understand first and foremost about this river today is the significance of the direction that it flows in. You see, as we, we see here, they gave a, a bunch of different directions, the north gate, the south gate. But uh, as you go on, you see that he moved eastward with the river. The eastward direction becomes important if you were to go back and read Ezekiel chapter 43, verses 1 and 2, where Ezekiel says, out of the easterly direction, I see the glory of God. You see, this river's not just moving in any old way. It's not moving just in any old direction. It is moving in the direction of where God's glory is. Amen. This river is not just flowing willy-nilly. There is a direction and a purpose for it. And it leads to God's glory and the fullness of his presence and power. And it, there is a progression that we see happening with this river. At the very beginning, uh, Ezekiel says it, it started out as just a trickle. I started at the trickling and then the man led me out and it got deeper and deeper. And I want to kind of talk about this progression here for just a moment because you got to understand with the river of God, you are not meant to just stay in one place. As the river moves, so should we move. As the river guides, so we should follow. It started as a trickling, and something I found to be quite a, a, a problem for a lot of people is we stay at one spot or the other. Many people have never left the trickling of the water. Why have you, people not left the trickling of the water? Because the trickling provides just enough to satisfy a thirst. You can still drink from the trickle. You can still find refreshment on a hot day from where the water trickles. And you can find just enough to satisfy that, that aching in your soul. But the reality of it is, is that there is so much more to be had God never intended for us to just stop at a trickling of his presence, a trickling of his movement. Uh, that's why Paul wrote and said, we go from glory to glory. We are not supposed to stay all the way back at the beginning. Salvation is not the finish line. It is the starting line. It's where we start our journey of faith. It's where the trickling is that we first taste and see that the Lord is good. But as we move on in our faith, the word tells us that there is so much more of God to be had, that this river moves, and as Ezekiel followed it, he continued down this river, down this path, following this man, and it just got deeper and deeper and deeper until he could no longer stand. He had to swim, and it became overwhelming to the point that the man had to pull him back up on the bank. I want us to understand that in the progression of life, as we move through the river, as we should move through the river, there are going to be moments that can be marked in your life. Moments of marking that you have gone deeper. 
You see, like I mentioned, the trickling of salvation, that that beginning part of tasting and seeing the goodness of God is a starting point. But as we go on, there there is so much more to be experienced as the river gets deeper. And there will be moments in your life where you'll be able to look back and say, that's where the trickling was. Now I'm in the ankle deep water. I'm experiencing more. Now I'm in the knee deep. Now I'm in the waist deep. And as you go on, you will see moments of you're saved. Now you're baptized. Now you're free from addictions. Now you've been delivered from depression and anxiety. Now, you, now you're seeing God save your friends and family. Now you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now you've been working and moving towards God's calling on your life to move in the direction He has for you, leading to the glory of all He has. There are moments in your life that you will be able to look back. And if I, if I were to uh, uh, ask around this room moments in time where you can say, I, I saw God move and I felt like he took me deeper in the faith, I'm sure we all have moments that we can say that. Now, the reality of it is, is although many of us have moments of that, some of us don't have as many of them as we should because we got comfortable in that one spot and we said, this, this is good, I like the way the water feels here. It's not too intense. It's not too powerful. It's not knocking me off my feet. It's refreshing. It's cool. I can bathe in it. I can soak in it. I can cool down on a hot day. And 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 the reality is, is there's a few fish here and there's it's all good eating. The stuff around here is pretty luscious. I can find some good refuge here. And we miss out on the greater that God still has. These, these moments in life is not meant for us to park it. It's checkpoints so that we can look back and see God has been good all the way till now. I can only imagine how much goodness there is still left to be had. There, there is so much that God has for us as his people that we are missing out on. There, there is so much glory, there is so much power and, and, and presence of God to be had that we just miss out on because we get comfortable in one area. And we get comfortable in one area because as we go, we realize the river gets a little stronger, a little more powerful, and because of this, we lose less and less control. The further you go in the river, the further you go towards God and His glory, the closer you get to the glory of God, the less control you get over your life. That's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of us. Because if you're anything like me, you like to have your hands on the plow yourself. You want to be the one steering the boat that's going down the river. You, you, you want to get to a point where, where it's like, has anybody ever gone swimming in a river before? Any, anybody? I grew up in a place that had a wonderful river to swim in, and uh, it had a lot of what this scripture talks about. It had nice little trickle points, and, and it had some uh, shallower parts, and then it got deeper and deeper. And as you rounded the bend, it would be very deep, and the water was moving powerfully. And we used to play a game. Or we used to try to swim upriver. We used to go against the current. And the deeper you got, the harder it got. And the more you had to surrender yourself to the river and allow it to take you where it wants to go. It is the same thing with the river of God today. 
He's got a place He's trying to take us. And it gets harder and it gets more intense as you go. Why? Because He is trying to get us to just surrender to Him and let Him guide us and take us to the places that He has for us. And it's all leading in a good direction like we mentioned. It is taking us eastward into His glory and His presence and the fullness of His power. But we get so caught up in the spot we like. Do I have anybody here that likes to fish? You, so you know what it's like to have your favorite fishing spot. But what if I told you that further down the river, there were so many fish to be caught because there was so much life that you couldn't use a pole anymore. You had to use a net. And you didn't even need to bait your hook. You didn't even need to, to find that special lure. You just could throw a net out there and pull in all the fish you could ever imagine. How many of you would want to stay in the spot you've always fished in? If you knew just down the road, just down the bend, you could just cast a net and pull in hauls of fish until you couldn't handle it anymore. That's what Ezekiel tells us that down the river, as he goes down, it's not just deeper and more powerful, but there is more life to be had further in the river. So much more life. You see, we, we, get, we get okay with the trickling. And, you know, around the trickling, it's, it's wet, it's moist. So you got some moss growing. You got some, some other small lizards and salamanders and things grow, living in that area. And you got, you got some small little critters coming over to get a drink of water. And all. But if you go further down the river, you will find the trees get bigger. There's a lot more fish, and there's a lot bigger of fish. There's much more life to be had. There's much more happening further on in the river. And we have to get to a point where we say this little bit of life that I am having right now, this, this trickling of a life, this just barely getting by of a life, is just not enough for me anymore. You see, as we follow the river, we find more life. We find abundance. And I'm not just talking about material things and provision. I'm talking about there is an abundance of joy. There is an abundance of peace. There is an abundance of worry-free lifestyle. There is an abundance of provision of things that we need in our life. There is an abundance of hope. There is an abundance of joy. There is so much more to be had further downstream. But again, we want to stay back where it's just trickling. And God is saying to us today, if you would just get in the river and you would just follow me as I lead you deeper, you will find so much more life. You will find so much more provision. I love how Ezekiel talks about uh, the, 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 the fish growing and, and being so prevalent he says that there are very many kinds of fish, just like out in the great sea. It's important for us to understand this, because if, if you uh, look back in the Gospels, you see a parallel driven uh, or drawn be uh, about fish. And we 
are considered fishers of men when you are disciples of Christ. And, and Jesus tells his disciples, you're not going to catch regular fish, you're going to catch people from now on. And so there is this parallel that is drawn between fish and people as an example to say, we are fishermen of the faith, fisherwomen of the faith. And so when we read this scripture, we can understand that the fish are just a representation and a metaphor for all the different kinds of people that this river provides for. The river of God is not a river for just one type of person. The river of God is not just for the religious elites. It's not just for the people that have all their ducks in a row. It's not just for the people who are hurting and lost. It's not just for the the healthy and well. It's not just um, uh, for the saints. It's for the sinners as well. He says there are all kinds, all many kinds of fish in here. The river is not designated to just one type. You're not just going to find trout in the river. You're going to find bass and bluegill and perch and things that really you would think shouldn't even belong there. Because if you read Ezekiel, he says fish just like there are in the great sea. Saltwater fish don't really jive so well in fresh water, but you got to understand there's something different about the water that flows from the temple that Ezekiel's talking about. It's not about whether it's it's not about having the right environment and and on the right thing. It's because God is the environment. God is the provider. He is the one who gives the life. It's not about biology. It's about spirituality and understanding that no matter what life you come from, no matter where you are at right now in your life, this river is for you. Nothing gets excluded from the river of God. Nothing is going to find a lack of life. The deeper you go, the more life you find. And the deepest parts are for all of us. No matter if you've been saved for two seconds or 20-some years, or 100 years. It does not matter how long. There's always more to be had. I love how, how we talk about how it, it, we find more life down the river because Ezekiel says that it flows and, and it goes out into Arabah and the sea. If you know what that means and you study that, it's, he's simply saying this river flows to the Dead Sea. And depending on what Bible translation you have, it might just outright tell you that. But the water is flowing to a place where nothing can live, in an environment where there is no life to be found, and it is sending fresh water out there to create an environment for life. Even if you are a fish or whatever you want to put yourself in, if you are a fish that is in a bad season of life, if you are in a good season of life, you could even be in a dead season of life. The river, when it comes to your neighborhood, when it comes knocking on your door, the dead things in your life will come alive. See, the river has the power to restore a marriage. The river has a power to restore uh, families. It has the power to heal anxieties and hurts and emotional wounds and, and all of those things of life that beat us up and try to destroy us. The river of God moves in a way that it provides life for everything that it touches. Ezekiel even says, for wherever this river goes, there will be life. Everything lives where this river goes because this river is special. 
There is some bodies of water that he mentions that don't receive the life. It says the marshes and the swamps. They don't, they don't get to see this life. They don't experience this life. They get left to be killed by the salt and nothing can grow there, nothing will thrive there, nothing will live there. Why is that? Well, there's two reasons why. Number one, they're not connected to the river. They're off on their own. They're trying to make it on their own. They're trying to do things under their own strength, under their own power. They're not connected to the thing that gives the fresh, life-giving water. The other reason is they're stagnant. And stagnant water is a breeding ground for bacteria. Has anybody, has anybody ever been to a swamp? Th- them things are not clean. Them things, them things got all kinds of bacteria. Them things are, are nasty, and they've got some of the craziest critters growing and living in, their, in those waters that you've ever seen in your life. The, these, these places are not conducive to the life that this river is providing because, one, it's not connected to the river, but it's stagnant. It doesn't move. It says, I'm going to stay right here. I'm not going to get connected, and therefore does not ever receive any of the life that God has to offer. But there is some good news to go along with that. If you have found yourself to be stagnant, if you have found yourself to be disconnected, the good news about the grace of God is that there's always time and there's always room to get reconnected. There's always grace to be found with the river of God. And just like it flows to the Dead Sea and provides life, it can flow to your marsh and to your swamp and provide life for you. See, sometimes I think we get to looking at some, the way other people are living their life. We're on, we're on the sidelines watching the river flow. We're on the sidelines watching everything grow on the banks. We're watching uh, all this life growing, and we're seeing it all from a distance and we sometimes, for whatever reason, we say, that, that, that's not for me. That, that could never be me. I could never find healing. I could never find hope. I could never find freedom. And we get to observing others living life to the fullest in the river. Now, I, I want to... I'm going to rabbit trail for just a moment here because I I want us to understand uh, something here because sometimes the people you think are in the river aren't in the river and you're watching people that uh, are not producing what things, what the environment that is connected to the river produces. You know, you ever go to a restaurant and you talk to a waitress, some of, many of them will say Sundays are their least favorite day because church people come in there, they're mean and they're nasty and they don't tip well or at all and, and they set a bad example of what a believer should be. You, you could put that in grocery stores, you could put that scenario in other places and a lot of people will tell you that they very much do not like when the church crowd comes in because of the way they act and the way they treat people and the way they talk to people you got to understand something, that when we're watching people in the river, the way to tell that they're actually connected to the river is to look at the fruit that is being produced on the trees to what they're connected to. Because Ezekiel tells us, 
that in verse 12, he says, on the banks on both sides of the river, there will grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaves will not wither, nor their fruit fail, but they will bear fresh fruit every month because, because the water for them flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for healing. He says the difference about this river and the reason you can tell that this river is so luscious is because their waters flow from the sanctuary. In other words, if he's got to tell me that there, there's a source for this water, there's a source for this river, and that you can tell that this, this river is flowing through here because of the fruit and everything, and you know that because of the life and the greenery and the food that is growing, that it is connected to the waters that come from the sanctuary, from the place of the presence of God, where God sits his throne and where we encounter him, then you can understand and deduce from that that there is other sources that provide other bodies of water and other rivers that do not produce such things. There are other rivers that we can go swimming in. There are rivers that produce all kinds of things. There are rivers today that you can go look up news articles and because of the pollution and history have caught on fire because of how disgusting they are. There are bodies of water that are totally unswimmable and unusable and are roped off and have signs that say this water is toxic, stay out of it. There, you can go to uh, Yellowstone National Park and there are heated waters and, and these, these uh, uh, thermal pools that say don't swim in it you'll die, essentially. Yet for some reason, people still hop the fence and try to get in the water. And people every year get into these bodies of water and they find themselves perishing because they ignored the reality of the lack of life that could be found and, and the conditions that were there and, and thought that, hey, this might be a good idea to try to swim in here regardless of all the signs that said this is a terrible idea. They do it anyway. And I find that we are not that much much different. We find other things to swim in. We find other rivers to follow, and we think we're finding life. We think we're leading towards something good, and but as the water gets harsher and deeper, what we find at the end of it is not a pool of glory. We find a waterfall that leads to our demise. We follow it, and we realize that the toxic waste that is in this water is poisoning us and destroying us. Some people fall, uh, swim in the river of alcoholism. Some people swim in the river of depression and anxiety. Some people choose uh, addiction. Some people swim in affairs and lust. And some people swim in, in all kinds of rivers thinking that it's going to give them some kind of hope, thinking that it's going to give them some kind of life, something to look forward to, something that's going to help them in some way, shape, or form. And all they find is destruction. There are different rivers, but only one that can provide life. And as we see here, Ezekiel is telling us today, he's having this vision, letting us know that the river from the sanctuary, the place where God dwells, and his presence resides from that river 
It starts like a trickle, but by the end of it, it is a mighty rushing river. And as you follow it, marking the way of all the milestones of things God has done and is doing. You see, as you go further in the water, you get deeper, you experience more, the water impacts you more, and yes, you lose less control, but the river is all flowing in one direction, and it is towards His glory. And today, I think God is trying to invite some people to get in this river. There are people who have stayed back at the trickling and have never experienced more than just a little bit of the goodness of God. And God is saying to some people today that there is more to be had in your life. That what you've experienced so far is just a small little taste. And you may have been saved and following God for 50 years or whatever, but the reality of it is, is there is always more of God to be had. There are some people who have been swimming in other rivers. There are people who have been swimming in the rivers of addiction and uh, lust and, and alcoholism and all of these other things, trying to find some life, trying to find some hope, trying to find some freedom and, and something to hang on to. And it's not led to anything good. And God is saying to those people today, there is another river. That if you would just get in it, and follow where he leads, you will find life and life more abundantly than you could ever imagine. There is peace that cannot be understood. There is hope that you can't even comprehend to be found in the river of God. There are some people, the Ezekiel says at the end there, that along this river, the, the trees produce fruit, but their leaves will be for healing. There is healing to be found in the river of God. And there are people, not just in this church, not just in church at all, there are just people all over the world today that have so much hurt and so much pain in their life that need to experience the healing that the river can provide. There is so much to be found in the river of God. And what God has spoken to my heart is that I have all this for all of my people and people who are not my people yet. All they got to do is get in and follow. If we would just get in God's river and as we are led downstream, we would find as we go the life and the hope that we want, that we don't even know we want because we don't even know it exists. But if you knew the life that God could have for you and does have for you when you follow this river, you would want nothing else. The problem is, is we can't comprehend it until we begin the journey. And as you go, you see it growing and growing and growing. And there is so much for us to have in God's river today. Will you bow your heads and close your eyes with me?